Welcome to the Haunted Housing Hour, brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group. Welcome into the Haunted Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray, your host, here with Mark Griffith, our co-host, and Shine, our producer. We want to thank everyone for coming in on this Saturday, and we will hope to add a little value to your weekend. And we are just so excited, uh, thrilled, as a matter of fact, uh, to be here and to talk to you, our listeners, about something that is very, very, very important. And I, you know what? I think this is a perfect time to bring this topic out, considering that, you know, just four days away, we have uh, Halloween coming up and, you know, everybody's excited and the kids are getting their costumes and, you know, my son is going to be Iron Man, the spooky Iron Man. And awesome. my daughter is going to be Cinderella. Um, so what are you, you going to be? Uh, I'm going to be Bus Driver Bob from the Doodle Bops. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I do ha- I do have a costume, actually, um, with Bus Driver Bob. So anytime my kids, anybody asks, what's your dad going to be? It's always Bus Driver Bob. Excellent. So, but, but Mark, you know, yeah. this whole topic, talk to us about what your thoughts were about this show. Well, you know, started thinking about this, and there's always a lot of activity. And, and since I sold real estate back What in type there, of activity? Activity about, around Halloween, about oh. haunted houses houses and yes. there's always commercial haunted houses and all those things right but ever since i've been in real estate there's always been mentioned that some realtors knew about haunted houses so we we wanted i started investigating and started making some phone calls and talking to some agents and got pointed in the right direction mm-hmm. so we have an agent coming on as a guest and uh, but the first hour i found appalachia paranormal investigations it's a team these two guys have been together for 14 years mm-hmm. and they've investigated some uh, awesome houses mm-hmm. and so we wanted to talk about can homes really be haunted? Well, let's jump right in. Honestly. Jump in. Um, we're very uh, happy to have uh, our guest in today. And and you know what, guys? If you don't mind, first introduce yourselves and just tell us what exactly you guys do, first and foremost. Well, uh, I'm Joshua Uden. I'm one of the co-founders of Appalachian Paranormal Investigations. Um, we just, if, if somebody has some sort of activity going in their house that's, you know, not normal, hence the paranormal, mm-hmm. uh, we get a call and we try to come in and check it out for them. Okay. And your partner here in crime? Yeah, my name's uh, Chris Harder. Um, like he said, we're one of the, I'm one of the co-founders. Um, and yeah, basically when people just have questions, you know, things go bump in the night, they want to know what it is. And um, basically we just try to find out for them. Now let's talk about this whole idea about there being paranormal activity. And, you know, the question is, you know, is our homes really haunted? And is there really the ability for you guys to identify a ghost, you know, whether that be, you know, there's different, I guess, definitions of ghosts. You could have someone that, you know, the, the, I guess the legend is that someone has passed away and somehow their spirit is in between, you know, in between dimensions maybe, or in some sort of flux, kind of like the movie ghost that you might remember. (laughs) Um, and then there's the other that people say is, is, is more of a, um, more of a, uh, a sense, I guess you would say, you just feel something's off paranormal or whatever but tell us a little bit about what you see what what is the big kind of find that you that you go out looking for well i mean anytime we go into a case we're not you know always going in expecting to find something i mean most of the time you know we we try to go in and our first priority is to be able to pick away and say you know this could be causing this or this could be causing this but when we go out and we do find something big we'd love to see a you know full body apparition uh, we've You've seen a full body apparition? Yes, several times. 
Thank you guys for joining us today. We'll be... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, that was actually uh, one of the things that got me and Chris here started was... Um, down at you the sure it wasn't Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty, I mean, it was big, but it wasn't. I mean, Chris is six eight, but it was it was a little yeah. bit bigger than that. Yeah, um, and that was actually a shadow ghost. This, I mean, we've seen full body apparitions, but what got me and Chris started? Uh, we were in a, uh, a cemetery one night when we were kids, just you know, trying to scare each other basically, mm-hmm. and uh, we saw something moving across the graves. It was a big dark shadow. As, yeah, yeah. We, we thought it was an animal. And so we both started looking. We kind of lost it for a second. And then all of a sudden, it rushed. It just rushed us and overtook us, actually. And, you know, at that point, you know, 14 years old, that was, you know, 14 years ago, we kind of hightailed it out of there. Okay, let me ask you a question. As if being in a cemetery wasn't enough to scare you, (laughs) you were trying to scare one another, right? Yeah. So what is it? I mean, you know, I'm very interested in, and obviously Mark is as well, in this whole idea of there being another kind of realm that we don't see on a daily basis. Obviously, you guys were very interested in that. So what made you want to start doing this? That obviously piqued your interest, yeah. but couldn't you just ran home and just forgot about it? Yeah, and that would have been you know the easiest thing to do, but it was the unexplainable. I mean, we wanted to know our curiosity. You know, we when you say know. a shadow, was it was it a shadow like remember in the movie Ghost? Yeah, actually, yeah, the shadow came and got that yeah. one gentleman who was oh, yeah. doing all the wrong stuff, and oh man, that was scary. It's actually kind of funny that you mentioned that because somebody was asking us that just the other day. We did a, a school presentation and somebody asked us, you know, what they look school like. school had you come to their school? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we usually right. do a couple of schools a year. Yeah. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and Chris actually mentioned that's kind of what it was like, what we saw, actually. Yeah. And it was uh, the first time we'd seen it because we saw this twice in the same spot in a uh, span of four different years. Um, so the first time we saw it, you know, it just rushed us. We didn't get a good look at how big it was. And the second time we saw it, it was uh, me and, you know, Chris and then Kevin King, one of our other co-founders, were the three. Mm-hmm. And uh, it actually was moving back and forth on the ground. And we was, uh, you know, was it the wind? Is it the trees, you know, causing some sort of effect on our eyes? And then the wind stopped moving, but the shadow didn't stop moving. Mm. And this thing ended up going across the ground and then coming straight up out of the ground, actually blocking out our field of uh, vision. And it, like I said, Chris is six eight, and this was bigger than him. So this per, this this uh, shadow boxer, what'd you call it? Not shadow boxer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a shadow ghost. Shadow ghost. Did you do you think that he had? Did he want to cause you harm, or he or she or it? Well, we we. I mean, I really don't know. I don't. I don't particularly think it wanted us to be there because it did mm. come after us twice, but it didn't cause us any harm. I mean, none right. of us were hurt. Now, now, when you're out there in these homes and you're and you're talking to a family that's called you or whatever, and they have a real concern, you know, um, um, do you? Because you've this was your one of your first experiences, yes. and over the four years you saw it. So, after you've had all of your experience, do these paranormal beings or or whatever do they ha- do they want to cause people harm is the big question most of our cases now we've not really experienced one where they were really out to harm them now we have had calls before and, and situations where we thought that might be the case and we'll mm-hmm. go in and check it out and we've had you know a few where that unfortunately was the case but it wasn't uh it wasn't anything so bad that um you know that the the family needed to leave or something it was just kind of changing their habits a little bit mm-hmm. and everything and and uh Okay, the movie Poltergeist is, is one of the probably, I don't know, it's probably one of the most extreme cases of haunting of a house. And, and you know, that's kind of the the 
thing that you think about when you think of a haunted house because obviously there was some sort of uh, dimension that was able to be accessed through that closet, I suppose. I think it was. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of that closet was this whole other dimension, if you will, of, of spirits that basically... You know, I think it was an Indian burial ground, if I'm not mistaken. That's yeah. right. So, so as un, uh, that does not seem plausible to me, just because I just don't see that as being actually something that could happen. But I do hear about people that have committed suicide or they died in some crazy way, and they stay in this area because you know whether you believe in heaven or hell or whatever you might believe but they're stuck kind of they're yeah. not able to pass through because of the way that they died is that kind of something that y'all think about chris um i mean there's a lot of different theories about that um i mean you, you say about the way they died sometimes that's not necessarily what happens a lot of times there's just a strong emotional attachment to something mm. um and it doesn't even have to be where you died a lot of times if you just very emotionally attached to even an object. You could just actually haunt the object or a person. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different theories. And to be honest, we don't really have a good answer for you. Uh, yeah. We don't actually know. I mean, uh, the, there, it's hard to really get any you, kind you'd of... You'd have a show in Las Vegas if you knew the answer. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so we don't really have a good answer for that. Mm -hmm. um, but it is something that we are actively actually trying to find out. You know, we, we, yeah. we try to communicate as best we can anytime we get a chance, but it's not... It's not like this. You know, you can't actually just go out and find right. a ghost and say, hey, uh, how'd you get here? Yeah, yeah. right. They don't, they don't generally do that. They so. don't have Facebook pages. <laughs> so, well, okay, here's another question. Mark, jump in if you have a question. I, I think you probably do. But real quick, you know, the Ouija boards, for instance. You know, I've done the Ouija boards dozens of times in in always somehow the Ouija board goes to something, you know, and it's like, well, are you, I'm not doing it. Are you doing, I'm not doing, you know, it's like everybody's saying they're not doing it. Um, and, you know, I guess if there is a spirit that's in the room or, or that is attached emotionally to a person or a place or a thing and they're there, you know, it wouldn't be hard for them to go there and go, yeah, here you go. You know, so yeah. what do you guys think about that? What about that um, paranormal activity? Well, I mean, yeah, absolutely. If, if an entity has enough, you know, energy to be able to move something around, it could move the little, you know, little triangle on the board mm -hmm. and everything. As a just general rule with us, we don't mess <laughs> with Ouija boards at all. Right. Right. Uh, the stuff that we usually talk to is pretty, you know, it's, it's just like talking to a person. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. not like, you know, like Chris just said, not a back and forth, but you're talking to them, you know, giving the same sort of respect that you'd give a normal person when you're speaking to them. Um, but when you're messing with the Ouija boards and stuff, that's a whole other area of, uh, of is, stuff. Is it, is it almost like you're, you're like, I don't want to say making fun of them, but it's it's like you're not taking it seriously almost, and and they and they feel that, and maybe they feel like disrespected. I guess I don't know if they're the ACLU for ghosts or not, but <laughs> well, I don't know if you could actually really offend one that way. Um, but but like you said, you know, if there's so many people actually touching it, it's hard to say. You know, is one person dragging it and. Um, you know, other than just, you know, what, what we take as evidence, we're actually very picky about it. And so if we were to use a Ouija board, we'd have it sitting there and have nobody touch it. Uh. Um, because otherwise it'd be so easy for somebody to say, oh, that's just some other guy, you know, over there pushing it around. Yeah. And Chris, uh, generally when you start to, you get a phone call about a house and that's usually how it had happened. Somebody will call and says, we have this problem in this house. So what's the step that you do as far as interviewing the, the subject when they're talking about it? And how do you select a house that you're going to actually go investigate? And then what type of equipment do you use? Mm -hmm. um, well, we'll we talk about um, the, the, how the selection process goes. I should turn it over to Josh. He's our case manager and I'm our tech manager. So when we get to our equipment, I'll come back to that. On okay, great. 
Well, anytime that somebody contacts us and says, you know, we think we have some sort of activity, uh, it doesn't matter how big or how small the activity is. If we're able to get out there and able to help them, we're going to go check it out for them because they honestly believe whatever's going on has happened and, and they may actually believe that it's, you know, some sort of paranormal activity going on. Whether that be the case or not, we're going to, you know, check it out as we would any investigation. And so uh, now if people are listening right now and they say, you know, I think I hear things in the middle of the night. It's kind of scaring me. It's spooking my kids. Um, who, how would they contact you to talk to you about this issue? Well, the absolute best way to get a hold of us is, uh, is just straight through Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash Appalachian Paranormal Investigations. And uh, our hotmail is uh, Appalachian underscore paranormal underscore investigations at hotmail.com. Kind of a mouthful. Uh, we got a long name. And most of your cases, have they been in uh, this area, East Tennessee area? What's your biggest market, so yeah. to speak? East Tennessee is definitely our biggest market. We recently did start branching out to other states. We had a person from Ohio contact us wanting to come up there and investigate uh, part of the university. Uh, we actually did uh, uh, Charleston, South Carolina, the old jail. We oh, did yeah. that uh, about oh. six months ago. Oh, really? Yeah, we got a plantation in Georgia that we're looking at right now. So we're, we're kind of branched out a little all over, but mainly focused in, in Tennessee. Now, um, let's talk about the equipment. And um, I was just looking at some of the Ghostbusters, you know, do you guys have a proton pack is probably, you know, some kind of ghost, you know, uh, trap of some kind. Well, what is some of your all's equipment? Well, it's oddly enough, you mentioned the proton pack. We actually have worn them for Halloween once or twice. Oh. Um, Josh actually used to make them. Um, no but, uh, but as far as the equipment we use, it's actually a bit more realistic than a proton right. pack. Um, we use a lot of... Uh, um, electromagnetic detectors for electromagnetic fields. Um, we mm -hmm. have three different types of that. We use electronic recorders, digital recorders to, to detect the voices, things like that. Well, why don't you hold on that list? Because when we come back, we're going to actually talk about the equipment. I should have paused and talked about that on the other side of the break because we're going to go to break right now. And we want to thank everyone for joining us today on uh, the Housing Hour. And we have a special show, as you can see. And we have a couple of great guests here talking about uh, their company. And we look forward to continuing this conversation in just one moment. Clearly, your first choice for news talk, 100.3 WNOX. At Title Associates of Knoxville, we are all about you. You, the buyer, the seller, the real estate agent, or the lender. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. Our staff has been serving Knoxville and surrounding counties for over 20 years with timely, attentive service. We are constantly updating and re-educating ourselves to ensure the best possible service to our customers. At Title Associates, we are proud to be a part of this community, a community that has remained positive during the downturn of the economy and a community that will recover with an even stronger real estate market. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Title Associates, your choice and the right choice. Hot off the press, the housing market is starting to recover, home prices are rising, home sales are increasing, home builders are clearing lots and raising roofs. Mortgage Investors Group would like to help you take advantage of this nationwide housing recovery by offering you the lowest interest rates in our nation's history. Don't miss out. Call us today 
800-489-8910 or visit us on mortgageinvestorsgroup.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. Fall is a wonderful time in Tennessee. Temperatures begin to cool, leaves begin to turn, UT football. And truthfully, what's more fun than raking leaves with your family and letting your kids run through the piles? Mortgage Investors Group wants to help you make these precious memories come true for you. Whether it's a purchase or a refinance, we have the loan to fit your needs. So call us today, 1-800-489-8910 or visit us online at mortgageinvestorsgroup.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 23 years. Your home for Fox News Radio 100.3 WNOX. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome to the Haunted Housing Hour, brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group. Welcome back into the Haunted Housing Hour. I am your host, Kevin Ray, here with Mark Griffith, and we have guests Chris and Josh. They um, are the co-founders uh, of the Paranormal, uh, ac- actually Appala- Appalachian Paranormal Investigators. Investigations. Yes. Okay. Um, now, before we went to break, we were uh, talking about the equipment, and before we talk about the equipment, um, I want to tell our listeners that this show is brought to you by uh, Mortgage Investors Group, Capital Financial Group, and also Admiral Title and Title Associates, our great sponsors. So, um, back to the equipment. The equipment is so interesting to me. Go ahead and finish up where you started. Kind of start over on what equipment it is that you guys bring in uh, to your all's investigations. Yeah, we actually have quite a bit of equipment we use. That it usually takes about an hour or so to set up and kind of get fine tuned out. Um, one of the great things we have is we have four infrared cameras that set up on a hardwire system to a DVR. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll usually put those in areas that have been reported to get a lot of activity, a lot of movement, things like that, and that lets us see um, two things. One lets us see in the dark because we do do this at night, and the other we've actually gotten a couple good clips where it picks up things in the infrared spectrum that we actually didn't see when we were there. So that comes in a really helpful. Um, we also have um, three different types of EMF detectors. Um, there's a lot of different theories out there about how to communicate, how to notice when a ghost is near you. Um, the one we really like to use um, is the EMF detectors. Um, the theory being when a spirit or entity um, or ghost, whatever you, you know, word you'd like to use for it, mm-hmm. um, when it wants to make itself known, it needs to get energy from somewhere. Um, and that can be from heat, that can be from um, any you? kind of electrical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could, be, could be from you, you can get some cold spots, chills. Yeah. Um, but we really like the EMF system because what it does is we'll get a baseline reading in a room. Um, we basically find out, you know, because lights, you know, power sockets, any kind of wires, cables, all put off an EMF field. Mm-hmm. So we'll get a baseline, find out where all those normal fields are, and then we'll hold the detector where there's a baseline of zero, where there is no field at all. Mm-hmm. And so we start asking yes and no questions. And um, if we're in the right spot and things start to really happen, what happens is a field starts generating out of nowhere. Um, and our cell sensors will pick it up, our K2 mirrors will pick it up, and we also have a digital EMF detector, which will pick it up. So, use so something is responding to your questions. Something's responding and manipulating these fields. Um, and it's really, <laughs> the first few times we've done it was just 
I mean, you know, we couldn't do it for more than five minutes because we just freak ourselves out. Mm. Um, but it's really gotten a lot of good results with that. Um, and then, of course, what most people start out with and was what we started out with is actually our digital recorders. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we actually pick up our EVPs, which are electronic voice phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Basically, what that is, is we'll start asking questions or more often than not, we'll just leave a recorder alone in a room and just you know vow not to go in there for a certain amount of time mm-hmm. and it'll actually pick up voices and responses to our questions that we didn't hear when we were there and, and we actually have a clip that you brought in a couple of them yeah we've got a couple of them here and yeah we'll let josh um actually um uh, set, those up. set those up for yeah. you yeah josh go ahead and set those up okay well one of the first ones you're going to hear uh, and actually both these take place in the temperance building in Harriman. um and the first one you're going to hear is uh is a woman's voice and there's going to be two little parts of clips on it and uh our, our best guess is that it says, uh, you know, uh, wait, I see it. And then again, it's going to go through and you're going to see, uh, I see it for a second time. And that's, that was one of the recorders we left in a room. We think it's uh, referencing one of our IR cameras because when these are in the in pitch black, they glow a very bright red on the little tiny LED lights that are on there. Mm-hmm. And we think, you know, something was actually seeing this. Mm. Okay. So let's do that first clip. So you, I mean, that, that gives me chill bumps because <laughs> That's creepy. Y- you can really hear an audible voice and this is not something you guys actually heard because you weren't in the room necessarily during the recording of this. Yeah. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. When, when we hear stuff like this, nowadays we actually have a 360 mic, which we wear a pair of headphones and we can actually hear uh, these voices now in response to our questions. Mm-hmm. But back when we earlier started, you know, this was, I think this was 2005 or 2006 when we caught this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a class A. Class A EVP, which is, yeah. you know, 99% of the people are going to hear the same response mm-hmm. every time they listen to it. And that's what a class A is. Um, and this was one of our digital recorders that we just left in a room. We went away for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. We made sure nobody entered or exited the room. And, and for those that did not maybe hear because of the radio transmission, um, we're going to put this up on the housing hour. Um, right, Mark? That's absolutely correct. We're going to put that up in some other things they've supplied us that are As pretty well. creepy. Yeah, and, 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 you know, the EVPs, I think, are one of the more interesting things, but they also did, um, uh, Channel 6 had them come out to Greystone, I guess, whatever. The At Channel 6 Greystone yeah. Mansion, is it? Yeah, that's it. That's correct. Yeah, and so they had them come out, and they actually caught on, on camera uh, one of the shadow ghosts, yes. correct? As, a, as our actual first uh, on-video and all the time we've been doing this is the first. That's incredible. And we're going to post that on the Housing Hour okay. website. On the Housing Hour website. So now th- we have a second clip, correct? Can you yes. set that one up? Yeah, this one also takes place in Temperance. Uh, these are just where we got most of our Class A. It's a very, uh, very active place. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one right here is another. It's, again, it's another woman's voice. And I need to point out that both of these clips, the, we do have female team members, but none of them were present on these investigations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this one right here is going to be. You're going to hear at the very beginning a little boot step. That's us entering the room, and then you hear a voice to to our knowledge the best that we can say is that it says someone's here Mm -hmm. and so when you hear that come in that's referencing us entering the room there's going to be a short little pause and then you're going to hear our emf cell sensor go off which chris talked about earlier and that's uh, a fluctuation in the field that uh, and you guys had put it at the baseline spot where there was at a zero yeah and then all of a sudden it became okay that's uh, that's crazy okay all right we're ready for that clip now That that's that's crazy because I mean I can hear it, and so that I think the class A part of it is that I hear the same thing that you're hearing, and 99% of people hear pretty much the same thing. So in the paranormal 
industry, <laughs> I guess you would say, <laughs> a class A would be that 99% would hear the same thing. The only thing that I thought I heard in there that maybe was an addition was that I thought I heard um, someone's in here, like yeah. that extra... Yeah, and that's a possibility. I mean, everybody you know has their own interpretation, and yeah. there's that one little percent right. for interpretation there. Right. So that's possible. Yeah. Yes. So, so um, does that remove the class A distinction? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, he kidding. didn't say 100 percent. <laughs> so, 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 whenever that little meter went off, that yeah. could have. The fact was, you had you had the uh, what did you call that meter? The cell, the, the the one that actually gives the audible tone, the, the beeping, is actually called a cell sensor. Mm -hmm. um, and as long as also as picking up the electromagnetic field, it also react to cell phones. So we don't have cell phones with us. Right, of that's actually where it gets its name from. It's a cell sensor. Right, because you guys are very conscious about having anything that could disrupt the the uh, field or or whatever you call it. Um, so when that thing that alarm went off. Um, either the spirit or whatever you call it, entity was backing up into that field, or it just felt your presence um, and, and just reacted. And just yeah. reacted. Yeah. Um, so, ha have you taken that bit of experience into your investigations? Because sometimes it will react when maybe you don't want to just let it sit there and leave it alone. Sometimes it reacts when you enter and and actually try to have an interchange with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's one way we actually um, do try to communicate with these entities. Um, actually, in Greystone, again, um, we, we there's a story of a little girl who likes to play with the elevator. And we also got a good piece of video footage where the elevator just automatically, someone turns it on, it goes up to the third floor, opens, and there's nobody in it. Mm. Um, and so we think there's a little girl playing around there. And we were able to, something was running up and down the stairs with us, just running right past us, setting off the cell sensor just kind of randomly. Um, and we also... We take that to the next level where if we get a really good, um, uh, I guess, cooperative entity, if you want to call it that, um, it'll actually answer questions, yes or no questions for us. Mm -hmm. And um, that's when we really get some really awesome EMF sessions. We'll start asking a series of yes or no questions. And we take when the sensor goes off to be a yes and when it doesn't to be a no. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course... And you set those <laughs> rules up at the beginning for it. <laughs> yeah. We actually don't. Um, uh -huh. We actually kind of let it figure itself out. Right. Um, because I'd say know, it's probably, if it's invisible, it's probably smarter than us. It's <laughs> probably been there a lot longer than we have and knows what it can do more than we can. So. Right. <laughs> but, uh, and then we also, instead of just taking it, as a yes or no as a yes we will then ask the same questions probably probably four or five different times um, mm -hmm. and we'll reword them um, we'll ask them in different times a different order um, just to make sure what we're getting is an actual response mm -hmm. and not just hey that, that was a good coincidence there mm -hmm. and so we, it gets really creepy sometimes now let's that. talk about the, de the, the debunkers out there the people who really want to you know, and, and not only that, but you guys want to debunk. That's what your mm -hmm. job is. You're trying to find out, hey, is this something paranormal or is this, you guys have bad electrical cables and your potential yeah. for a bad fire. So that could also be what it is. So talk about that. I mean, you guys are, you guys understand that it's not always paranormal. Yeah, no, um, actually, we actually have the mindset of pretty much most of the stuff we find is not paranormal. Um, speaking of the Greystone, when we saw the shadow ghost, our first reaction was, wow, that's really cool. But you know, what could it be? And so we went back, um, I guess it was a, well, about a week ago, and um, we spent about an hour there just trying to recreate our footsteps, doing setting everything up the way we had it, just seeing if we could recreate it in any way, and we absolutely could not. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as debunking goes, yeah, in, in one investigation, you know, we had... Um, people saying that things were moving things in her garage mm -hmm. and um so we go we set up our cameras and find out that a stray cat was finding its way into her garage wow. and just moving things around and wow. then leaving um and so yeah i mean anytime we get any kind of evidence we're going to go into it and say 
all right, that's what we want it to be, but what else could it be? And if right. we think it could be anything else, we're going to throw it out as evidence. Well, just like what your shirt says, it's a scientific approach to the paranormal. You're not just going out there in a publicity stunt. So you're really actually, and have you helped people, hey, you know what, you've got some circuits, something that's out of balance here. You've probably got like a, what do they call it, the Ocean Pacific board or whatever they call that thing so i mean there's certain things that you can help people homeowners yeah and a lot of times when people you know they'll, they'll call us back i just don't like going to my basement it just gives me the creeps mm-hmm. um and then we'll go down there there'll be a lot of unshielded they'll wires. be like hanging hang, hanging yeah. people and, and well, <laughs> <laughs> just no. it's like, well that's why you don't want to go down well, there <laughs> if you got a hanging people in your basement please don't call me i don't you know <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be a part of that. I, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't interrupt you. <laughs> no, but they'll have a lot of uh, unshielded wires, which will put off yeah. a lot of EMF fields. And strong EMF fields um, will actually uh, affect your body. It'll make you feel dizzy and make you feel nauseous. It'll. Uh, Does it'll it attract? You, Is it uh, maybe even attract spirits or no? I don't know that it'll attract them, but it'll actually make you. We call it. In, in, they call it a fear cage because you go in there, and those strong fields actually make you feel frightened. Um, and really? so there may not be any activity at all. It's just a strong EMF field that's going. We need to put some of those in the Alabama locker room later this afternoon. <laughs> that's what we need to do. Well, you know, I think TVA did a study on cows underneath the TVA wires because the EMFs generated off there. They're saying that the cows were not milking. So uh, I, there is something to mm. the EMF stuff. Do what? Yeah, well, you heard. <laughs> there was cows. The cows were not, they were they were not giving up as much milk, and yeah. they they thought it was underneath the TVA wires because the EMF oh, field. Oh yeah, well. That's true. That's a very good point because I'm sure there's a lot of those fields that are out there in the electric, you know, electricity grids. Well, any actually living organism gives off any EMF field. Humans do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually one way that sharks hunt. They actually have little nodules in the nose called, I think it's the ampullae of Lorenzini, I think is what it's called. And it actually detects the EMF fields of fish and flounder, things that will bury themselves in the sand, and that's how they'll hunt for them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's a common thing that emf fields are around and so it's an easy way to manipulate it now what about um using some sort of you know like when you go fishing and you've got the the radar that says oh there's fish down there you know (laughs) is there anything like that that you have that could actually sense anything visually the only thing that that i've heard of that could do it visually would be uh, like a thermal imager or Mm -hmm. something like that um and I mean, even our, our infrared cameras will pick up things in the infrared spectrum that we won't see. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have a good video of an orb doing that. Yeah. But as far as actually visualizing it like sonar, mm-hmm. to my knowledge, I don't know of a good way to do that. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we're winding down this segment and we have a last segment. It's fantastic. We'll be having uh, Roger Brown here in just a moment from Oak Ridge. He's got a great story. But um, kind of closing up here with you guys, you know, for those people that are out there that may have something that they have concern over, you can contact these folks they're really nice folks you can get in touch with them give them your all's contact information how they can get a hold of you yeah um one of the best ways is uh is through facebook it's just facebook.com slash appalachian paranormal investigations um our email account is actually hotmail at mm-hmm. appalachian underscore paranormal underscore right. investigations at hotmail yeah. it's a bit of a long uh, mouthful of the name we didn't think about that when we created now, it but uh, that's okay you know your consulting fee is 1500 to get started <laughs> no I'm no just actually uh, we do everything free of charge <laughs> it's this free is, this is, yeah yeah it's free because they're gathering you know intel if you will on this spiritual world or whatever you call it so they want to do it for free and that's just what they do so guys i tell you what i really appreciate y'all coming in i thank you so much for sharing your story with us and i thank you the listener for coming in to the haunted housing hour and we'll be right back after these messages
America's biggest talker is worldwide at WNOXFM.com. At Title Associates of Knoxville, we are all about you. You, the buyer, the seller, the real estate agent, or the lender. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. Our staff has been serving Knoxville and surrounding counties for over 20 years with timely, attentive service. We are constantly updating and re-educating ourselves to ensure the best possible service to our customers. At Title Associates, we are proud to be a part of this community, a community that has remained positive during the downturn of the economy and a community that will recover with an even stronger real estate market. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Title Associates, your choice and the right choice. Mortgage Investors Group is committed to being your home loan solution. It's just that simple. With over 22 years of experience in the home financing business and over 60,000 clients, MIG is Tennessee's leading independent mortgage lender. Whether you're looking to upgrade your current home, purchase your first home, or need to simply refinance to a lower rate, now is the time to move. There has never been a better time to buy a home than there is today. Record low rates, great selection of homes for sale, and sellers ready to sell. This environment will not last forever. Mortgage Investors Group has money to lend, experienced loan officers to guide you, and a singular focus of helping you. Contact us and we will help you realize your American dream today. MIGonline.com or 865-691-8910. Equal housing lender, Tennessee license number 109111. Mortgage Investors Group. Roughly six years after the housing market began its longest, deepest slide since the Great Depression, experts believe the end of the slide has come. Home prices are rising, home sales are increasing, and interest rates are at their lowest level. Mortgage Investors Group would like to help you take advantage of these fantastic market conditions. MIG has 16 offices in Tennessee, so call us today, 800-489-8910, or visit us at mortgageinvestorsgroup.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. Your Fox News Radio source, 100.3 WNOX. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome to the Haunted Housing Hour, brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group. Welcome back in to the Haunted Housing Hour. <laughs> oh man, I'm glad to get those guys out of here. No, I'm just creepy. kidding. I'm kidding, but man, that was that was remarkable though. And the guys are very scientific about it. You well, know? And they're very uh, they're very um, uh, believable uh, yeah, because well, they they talk very sincere and very honest about yeah. their investigations. And and they understand that nine out of ten times it's going to be some other uh, type of activity and not paranormal. So it's it is what it is. I mean, you but know, that graystone piece is that's, freaky. That's crazy. So the thing about me is, is that I'm automatically skeptical. You know, I didn't me probably, too. I mean, I'm just automatically skeptical because I don't want, you know, people to say, oh, this guy is deranged, which I am, but I don't want you automatically to think that. <laughs> but, but, but seriously, you know, there's a lot of people in this area that say, oh, it's not okay. It's, 
Did you guys hear that? I heard that. (laughs) It's not automatically okay for some people to say, yeah, there's such thing as ghosts because some people just don't believe that that, that it's even possible. But there's, I think, prima facie evidence that it is possible. So with that being said, I'm going to let you... Yes, we have somebody from my prima facie evidence. Go ahead. So what I did is I started asking around because I know as a real estate agent, I've heard these things, these stories. You're a real estate agent? uh, Back in the day. Back in the day. And, uh, And so... Somebody said, well, have you talked to this guy, Roger Brown? I said, well, of course, you know, I know Roger wrote very well and his mom, Linda Brown, Linda Brown Realty, and gave Roger a call and said, Roger, do you have something to do with the haunted house? And he says, oh, yeah. So <laughs> that's that how he said it. That's how he said it. <laughs> so uh, here we have Roger Brown, Linda Brown Realty from Oak Ridge, Tennessee. His number is 482-9990 if you need to reach him, if you want to ask him questions. But Kevin... Yeah, and if you Take turn off. that number around, it's 666. No, I'm just <laughs> well, our address is 1666 Oak Ridge Turnpike, too. See, it gets uh, creepier. I've had, I've had that pointed out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Roger, thanks for coming in. And I tell you, you know, this time of year, everybody's excited about Halloween. And they're, fun. they're kind of in that, that kind of that mindset. And, you know, this is something that, that you obviously you know, are, are very cautious about because you're, you know, you're managing homes and you're selling homes. And so you deal with a lot of homes, but, and we're going to talk generic about this specific home because obviously we don't want to give this particular uh, place away. So why don't you first, Roger, just tell us kind of the story about this house. Sure. Uh, before I do that, though, I want to say that I also am a skeptic, and I've been doing this for 18 years, and I've literally been in tens of thousands of houses. I manage over 90 houses. This is the only house out of those thousands and thousands and thousands that I've ever had an experience, but it's been one after another after another after another over the course of several years. So... um I will say the house is in a country setting. It's kind of isolated. I went to it the first time to just evaluate the house. and um, For what you could market it for, not for paranormal activity. Not for paranormal activity, <laughs> actually, yes. I was contacted by the owners. The house was vacant. The, uh, the owners of the house don't live in it, but they want to keep it. So they hired me to manage it as a rental property for them. So I went out to the house by myself to evaluate it and um looked around it's it's a pretty nice house it's in a beautiful setting and i don't believe anything happened that time i believe the first incidents i experienced was on my second trip to the house while it was still vacant and um i was going through the house taking pictures and and uh, kind of taking notes as far as how i would market the house standing in the living room and there is a door separating the living room from the back of the house where the bedrooms and a uh, second bathroom are located at. No power on, no windows open, no doors open. And this door separating the house shut. It didn't shut slowly like gravity pulled it shut right. or the hinges were It wasn't off windy base. outside. It wasn't, well, there's no wind in the house and it wasn't right. windy outside. It didn't slam oh, so this, shut. This wasn't an exterior door. This no, this an is an interior, interior door. Oh, this oh. is a door between the living room and a hallway. Okay. And uh, so it shut... Rapidly. Pretty hard. I wouldn't call it a slam, but pretty hard. So 
again, I'm skeptical. I thought, well, that was strange. There's got to be an explanation for it. Did you go in to that room? The, the wherever it shut from i was standing in the living room mm -hmm. and this door separated the living room from a hallway mm. uh, so anyways that was that was not a big deal i'm a skeptic i've heard the guys that were just on mm -hmm. on the radio before explaining how a lot of this stuff happens the next time something like that happened i had gone out to the house with an assistant of mine who I had hired to help me manage property, and I wanted him to be familiar with all of our vacant properties. Did you prep him? Or at that no, point, you didn't no, even... No, care. I hadn't told anybody at this point. Right. So we're looking, we're looking around the house, walking around, and um, a different door in a different room shut the same way. I would say medium speed, not slammed, but, um, but shut. Mm. He and I then talked about it and uh we both said that you know this is kind of creepy mm -hmm. um but let's not tell anybody <laughs> right the next incident um my assistant actually took a uh, mother and son out to look at the property as potential tenants the um so it was my assistant the lady and a seven-year-old boy mm. they looked at the house nothing happened but my assistant asked the boy do you like the house his immediate response was, yes, but it's haunted. You're kidding me. No. Um, he, he just said that out of the blue. He said that out of the blue. With, and Yes, it's haunted. I mean, my, my, that, my that, assistant and I were very careful never to um, influence, right. uh, never discuss it with other realtors even yet. Obviously, Mark heard through the grapevine eventually. But this is eventually. This, this is, is eventually. at the beginning. This, this, this is over a several year period. Right. So those tenants lived there for a couple of years and really enjoyed it and left, moved on. I never asked them if they had any experiences because, again, I'm a skeptic and I don't want to prejudice somebody else's opinions. Mm -hmm. So the next tenants are there for a while and um, they are getting ready to move out. I go out to do a final check on the house to see whether they're going to get their security deposit back or not. They're in the kitchen. There's no power on in the house. Windows are all shut. Doors are all, exterior doors are all shut. I'm taking pictures of each room and I go in methodically taking pictures of each room and I'm in the furthest bedroom from the kitchen. I take a picture, the door standing wide open. I turn around, I start down the hallway. This time the door slams shut behind me of the bedroom that I just exited. And I thought the preponderance of the evidence <laughs> is starting to overwhelm me. So I went to the kitchen. I conducted business with this husband and wife. And when we had concluded all of the business, I said, I just have to ask you guys a question. This may sound like a strange question, but since you've lived here, have you noticed anything strange? I was trying not to mm -hmm. push them a certain direction with my question. Had that door not slammed, you may not even have asked a question, possibly. I might have, but that door slamming right there right. certainly... <laughs> Influenced, influenced me. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately, they both said yes. The husband said, I swear I saw a ghost out in that field one night. 
the and the the property does have a field it does have a cemetery um the wife immediately said yes as well and she said one time right after we got married we were here in the house and we had the worst fight argument not a fight fight right. but worst argument we've ever had in our entire relationship and right during the middle of it a door on the other end of the house slammed shut mm. and she said it really slammed hard like it sounded like it was going to break off the hinges mm-hmm. i said okay <laughs> just curious i said a few things have happened to me here too but i i just was curious um then the house sat empty for a while on uh on another occasion, I was out there, and a door shut. And then um, I'm actually dating a girl that I had told about the house, and she didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. But uh, one day we were just out for a Sunday afternoon motorcycle ride, and I took her out to the house. We walked all around. I'm sure she was thrilled. <laughs> like, Where are we You're going? Real, real Where are we going? There? <laughs> we're just going to drive up here. Yeah. So, and she she's a skeptic too, but uh, and she's still a skeptic. So we walk around the whole house and we're getting ready to leave. And that same door between the living room and the hallways, as we're standing there in that room, she's facing the door. I'm not facing the door. The door slammed shut. And I said, okay, let's go now. (laughs) And she said, wait a minute, that was the wind. And I said, how could it be wind? There's no doors open. We're inside. There's no, there's no, uh, no windows open, no doors open. Well, the air conditioner must must have kicked on. These are the kind of thoughts I always had mm-hmm. initially. I said, the power's not on. Mm-hmm. Well, the door's off balance. I said, a door doesn't slam when it's right. off balance. <laughs> right. But, so it's just... Well, you um, have to start with skepticism because if not, you need to rule out any of the real possible... Sure you know, things that have happened. Because in our house, for instance, when the air conditioner kicks on and the door is just ajar, it will slam shut because of the vacuum that sure. occurs. But the electricity wasn't on in this particular instance. And there's no explanation for the door slamming shut. None at all. And there's no there's no explanation for the little boy saying, the house, the house is haunted. I can't imagine my daughter ever saying that. And Kevin, it sounded like you, you had said that the owners that were, I mean, the, the the people that were in the property said that they actually saw something walking around in the field. The, he, he mentioned the husband ghost. mentioned, he, he said he swore he saw a ghost out in the field. And um, I don't want to give away too much information about the house, but... Right. Right, but it makes sense, mm-hmm. and uh, based upon the history, based upon history, one of the f- the first tenant I had in the house, that gentleman did a lot of research oh. on the house, and I found out about some stuff not on this house, but mm-hmm. on this property that happened in the early eighteen hundreds yeah. that would make sense if one was to believe in ghosts. Now, we only have about, what, two and a half minutes. So um, we, we're we definitely going to link you up with, the. hopefully, once this house becomes unoccupied again, potentially, maybe you guys could link up, and then maybe next Halloween or next time we do this, we can, you know, have the results from the investigation, because I bet you that EVP thing is going to go crazy um, oh, in absolutely. this place. Absolutely. <laughs> they mean, may even catch one of those little shadow ghost guys running potentially around. Potentially so. If they do I'll never go back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually surprised that you still do go back. Um, I don't like to go back, but well, I have you to you, you took your girlfriend out on the motorcycle. Was that just to show her, to scare her? <laughs> Not to scare. Her. Uh, I've been to the house dozens and dozens of times. Was and there other occurrences? There's out of the you know, 
a total of maybe 10 things have happened, but I've been there many times when nothing has happened. Right. So it's, it's not every time. Mm-hmm. It's, it, I don't have a creepy feeling about the house. Maybe mm-hmm. my radar is too low for that or something. Right. But uh, it's just a lot of things over an extended period of time mm-hmm. have happened that I cannot logically and, and make sense of. Roger, you mentioned before going on air that you've had a lot of homes where you've had experience with suicides and deaths and murders and you've never had any experience and this is the first time you've ever Absolutely. I, I have been in houses that should be haunted if, if they were going to be. <laughs> right. But uh, this is the only one out of thousands, but it, there's, yeah. there's something there. So, you know, guys, if you're out there listening, whoa, <laughs> yeah. um, and you want to, you know, <laughs> learn more about, A, the paranormal activity that is that company that we talked about, or if you need to talk to Roger, he does sell homes and does all kinds of good stuff, you can contact him Top as well. Top real estate agent. That's right. Top real estate agent in Oak Ridge. We want to thank uh, Roger and also our other two guests, and thank you, the listener, for coming in. This is Kevin Ray, The Housing hour right here on WNOX. If you're seeing things running through your head, who can you call? Ghostbusters! An invisible man sleeping in your bed. Oh, who you gonna call? Ghostbusters! That's the housing hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and the why not. You need to know, so come here to find out. This program is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.